The opinions expressed in the following program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media. Family-owned Palermo Pizza underwrites this episode of Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast. Located at 901 Gazan Parkway, Southwest Wyoming, and available at 616-531-8300. I'm Brandon Jose of Jose Paranormal History Productions YouTube channel, and welcome to another episode of the Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Podcast. Now you may notice things look a little bit different from all our previous episodes and uh, if you missed our last few it's because Wayne had to step down due to family issues um, so I'm going to give him a shout out right now and thanks for all his hard work on the all the other episodes previous episodes of the show. Now Wayne may come back as um, for a show here or there and maybe if you know things get better down the road he may rejoin as a host. Uh, but right now it's going to be me and Kim kind of leading the show. And on that note, I'm going to introduce Kim Colleen, uh, yep. the show. Hi, everybody. I'm Kim Colleen. I've been with the show almost since from the beginning. How many years has it been, Brandon? Started in 2019. Right. Okay. So a couple yeah. years with the show. Mm -hmm. And what, this is episode 57, right, right around We're there? kind of out of order because we're recording okay. this one before Wayne's last show. So it's... Okay. <laughs> I can't remember the exact number because yeah so i've kind of been there from the beginning mm -hmm. just to give a quick little background about me um i've been a paranormal investigator um slash um into the mysterious and unknown i guess you could say for about the last five or so years maybe a little bit longer for the paranormal investigation stuff but i used to also have a nonprofit organization called tulip city ghostbusters where we would cosplay the Ghostbusters from the new and old movie and go around and do nonprofit organization help in terms of children's hospitals, organizations who raise money for other nonprofits that help other organizations. So that's kind of my background and how I got into it and got to know Wayne and Brandon. So, and a welcome to our guest tonight. It's, um, let me see, St. Croix, paranormal investigators right correct yes okay good yeah that's a tough one people people have a hard time with the St. Croix <laughs> yeah yeah but you're in Minnesota right yep right and I watched some of your YouTube videos today of some of your prior investigations you guys have got some good footage that's all oh. I gotta say thank you thank you I, yes. fully, I fully enjoyed watching your YouTube videos yeah, thanks. We enjoy making them. It's kind of a kind of a little keepsake is kind of why we do it, you know, yeah, at the end, you know, plus we like to share with other people too, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I like how you have, when you do like an investigation, you have like, it's sectioned out like, okay, here's our EVPs. Here's our ghost box sessions. Here's, and I'll tell you, I've never seen anybody capture as many orbs in my life as what you guys have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What is, what is up with you and orbs? Oh, I don't know. That was a long, yeah. We haven't done the orb thing for a while. So it was such the controversy, but, um, our, okay. our other team member, Donna, 
I think she, we like to break records on how many photos she can take somewhere. So I think oh. the most she's had was like uh, 2,500 photos in one location. Oh my gosh. So she just clickety click, click, click. She's actually um, captured a shadow figure at Ashmore Estates um, standing in the hallway. And I, and I think for her, not just constantly clicking that camera, we would miss a lot of stuff. So, right. Is that the one where you click like five, you did like one, two, three, four, five, and it kind of captured the shadow going across the hallway. No, nope, we do it real old school. It's each button is a, a picture. So you have to manually push it each time. So it's not like, the, sure. cause it's like an older, um, regular digital camera, but you can um, put it into what they call night vision. It still uses the flash mm -hmm. and it doesn't make in black and white. It's just able to take a picture a lot better. You know, it's just like, I've tried to take my cell phone and take pictures and pitch black. It won't work. Yeah. Um, so this one, this is just like an old digital. Gosh, we've probably had that thing for probably since we started the group in 2010. <laughs> so Sometimes the old school stuff yeah. works the best. Yeah, I'm, you know, and I'm old, so I like the old school dinosaur <laughs> stuff. <Me too>. <laughs> <laughs> it's new technology. Yeah. Teresa, she likes the new tech. She's the I new techie girl. Yeah, well, anybody, tell us a little bit about your group and how you got started and what your expertise is in. Um, well, I actually, I've always been fascinated by the paranormal since I was a little kid, so I was kind of a weird child, but um as I got older, I kind of had a lot of questions about death. Like I didn't want to die. I was afraid to die. Like I had to know, like I couldn't handle, you know, death. that's it. That's it. You know, I couldn't deal. So I kind of went on a um, quest to figure, figure those answers out. So it wasn't really until we got to the uh, advent of the TV shows that came out that I realized, oh my gosh, I can really go out and do this, mm -hmm. you know? And so then I kind of started um, doing that. So at first it was to prove for me the existence of spirits. And I feel through all the many years that we've done and, and, and just the knowledge and experience we've gained throughout the years that I've proven to myself, there is another side. So I spent a lot of time on my research trying to figure out what's going on over there. So that's kind of my new thing. So it's like, now I'm not so much afraid to die, but now I just want to know what's going on. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> which cool. I think probably pretty much everybody does, I think is kind of some of the reasons why we get into it, mm -hmm. but, but that's been my main drive. Cool. What about you, Teresa? Oh boy. I, you know, my grandmother's kind of the twisted one in my family and she kind of, you know, she used to take me to the graveyard and we'd read books and read the headstones and, you know, and then I, I've had some experiences in my life that kind of, you know, fascinated me and just wanted, you know, leads you to want to know more. And so, um, you know, my grandmother was kind of my driving force behind my, you know, fascination with yep. this whole thing. So, um, I'm just, you know, I, I, I just can't get enough of it. I yeah. just, you know, I love it. Um, I love communicating with them. I love learning. And I just, you know, there's, there's just so much more out there that I just kind of want to figure out. So yeah, my grandma has really been my, my inspiration. Okay. If, if Wayne, doing. if Wayne was here, he would say sort of the same thing, because um, if you, if you know Wayne, if you've seen any of our past shows, he quite often would say that he got into the paranormal at a very, very young age because his grandfather um, kind of led him into this whole thing too and taught him the ways of the paranormal and how to investigate, right, Brandon? Wasn't yeah. it like at a very young age and Wayne's grandfather kind of put him into the um, path of the unknown sort of thing? Yeah, it sounds like his grandfather shared a lot with him. 
yeah go to different locations and his grandfather ended up finding people's remains and stuff and walls and stuff like that um so yeah, that's what did, his grandfather would tell him stories about them when he got like many years later decades later he kind of got involved in when he went to like another team's event yep yep cool. didn't you have an early on experience too brandon as a child or how did you get into the paranormal yeah I, my, the house that i grew up in was haunted so i had uh, okay see some different shadow people as well as uh i'm not sure if it was an angelic being because it like there's this one guy that i would see that like, he would emit his own light like would light up the room and then like i'd call to him and like you know i'm like you know what are you looking because he'd always be looking for something whenever i see him he'd always be searching for something like what are you looking for he turned look at me and then disappear and then the room would go back dark again oh my gosh yeah. i don't think you've ever said that story yeah, yeah. so you grew up in a haunted house mm -hmm. and i felt and like how long did you live how long did you live in your haunted house uh probably from like third grade through 10th or 11th grade oh you spent almost your whole childhood <laughs> yeah with that dude running around your house. Yeah. Now would he show up like all the time? I would see him at other places too, because that oh my gosh. was the one. The, the the one that like would light up. The shadow figure, like, because that was after I prayed. So I felt like that was more of a being that was coming protecting me from the shadow. Because the shadow figure was very negative energy. And I felt like that being was protecting me from the, the shadow figure. Wow, that's super interesting. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I I'm sure you watched some of their YouTube videos too, didn't you, Brandon? Yeah, I was able to watch yeah. some of them. And just on yeah. that note too, um, like all our videos, I do post the link to uh, my YouTube channel where you catch the old Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters. And I'll be posting the St. Croix Paranormal in the description. Um, so you can find their channel as well. Awesome, okay, thank cool. you. Thanks. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's let's talk about some of your most let's just say haunted locations that you guys have visited in the past. I know you're, you've got quite a few YouTube videos up there. There's one of us asylum that you guys went to. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of your most haunted locations and what experiences kind of moved you? Oh gosh, there's just so many. It's almost I like know. you have a, you have a, a special spot for, for like everyone. Cause each one had, you know, a special meaning. So I, I mean, I guess, like my first one you'll never forget is the is Velisca X murder. That was my very first one I ever went to. I mean, we had done a couple, you know, private homes and some businesses, but this is my first. Oh, I'm gonna sleep here. I'm gonna yeah. And we just had some incredible activity. I was actually really terrified to be there because again, that was my first time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so me and my friend Krista were like sleeping facing each other, like, don't roll over, you have to just stay right here. <laughs> but um, you know, so it was you know, and now, now it's just like, ah, eh, going to bed. So it's, it's so funny <laughs> yeah. how it used to be from, you know, when you first started, um, but just um, some really incredible experiences, you know, right from the get-go, um, like the REM pod was going off mm -hmm. um, for us. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, they have like the old grates that go through the floor. So we had like pebbles, like being thrown at us from upstairs. And I was like, gosh, I thought we were being nice. I don't know why you're throwing pebbles at us, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, just kind of a lot of weird stuff. But then when we got home, of course, you know, you get a lot of that evidence when you get home. Um, we got the most awesome class A EVPs I've ever heard in my entire life of the, the kids. And they were actually, we would get the voices of them actually talking to each other. Cause one said, you want to play? And the other one's like, no way. And then oh like the other one, um, one of the 
a girl. So we think it was, um, or no, I'm sorry. It was one of the boys. He said, no, Lena, no. Like she was going to do something. And Lena was one of the Stringer sisters that got at, you know, killed there. That wasn't um, a relative. Um, but I heard she likes to do things to the guests, you know, and mess with them and play with them. Okay. Um, so I don't know if she was about to do something. And then the older boys like, no, Lena, no, you know, like, don't do that. Um, so sure. it's crazy to get these awesome EVPs, you know, and like we had walked in and we're like, is anybody home? And you get an EVP. We're right here. <gasps> you know? So it's just like, it, it was just the most incredible, you know, once we got back um, and getting some of the evidence it was just, it was just amazing. I love and the I kids. Think, the kids yeah, because, and, they, because they, they just want to play and like interact. Yeah. They tend to be more like gung ho and like, want to, want to jump in and do something with, you know, you know, compared yeah. to like the older spirits but the yeah the little ones just they're so playful i saw you yeah. guys have used the technique of like the teddy bear oh yeah. Right? yeah like is there's a certain name for that teddy bear isn't there yeah i think it's like the boo buddy bear yeah um, we have, yeah we have different versions of them like i have um the very very first one that the company put out they don't have another one like them i totally wish they would make them back like they did the very first protocol i think he's the best one um, and then I think we have the junior and then Teresa, you just got that little dude. Yeah. Um, he's the like the, the white version of the boo buddy juniors. They had the brown one and then the, the white one. So I just got the white one, but I think they're the same. Mine's just a little different bear design, but same concept. The concept is similar, right? Apparently yeah. you set this thing out and there's ones like if you touch it, it'll like make a sound. Isn't there other ones that like do more of an EMF? Yeah, yeah. And so we do have off one by EMF or some by touch and some by EMF or yeah, right, right. Because the one that you touch make an alarm. So we have one of those as well. And then um the three, like basically the the Boo Bear Juniors, they're more like you say, they're more like a REM pod action where you have to get yep. there and touch, you know, you know, you know, where the other one you actually have to physically touch it. It's like this one, you just have to break that barrier, create that okay. electromagnetic field around the bear. And then it's, and it's going to go off because most of them, like one paw light up, if it's a low, both paws will light up if it's heavy energy. Um, okay. so yeah, so that'll kind of help you with what's going on as well. Brandon, so, have you, have you ever had interaction with children before and what kind of methods do you use specifically? If you know, if there's a child spirit, we have used like the, the toy, like the toy, I don't have the boo buddy uh, bear, but we've kind of used different ones where we've set up different meters, like buy a toy. And then um, stuff like that, and like asked if, you know, like, oh, can you go up there and touch it or whatever? I know that's where Wayne mm -hmm. got, I think it was when he was with his original team yeah. before like Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters, where he'd gotten the one go saying, Michael, touch it for, for like uh, one of the toys. So that was like a really good EVP that he had captured before. That's awesome. Do that, yeah. yeah. And I know you guys are big on uh, using REM pods too. So are there different kinds of REM pods that you use or is it just like one size fits all? And what's your method of using the REM pods? Do you put them in certain locations that you know of? Oh, we just have so many. We just put them out wherever we think they're going to get yeah. hit. <laughs> you know, yeah. yep. there's going to be something good. But um, we kind of have a lot of the older school ones. Teresa's got a, a REM pro that we wish they'd make again because okay that, again. <laughs> that one's okay. nice because it has a musical mode on it so um you can just have like a straight alert 
tone on that one or you can um change it so that it's more of like a musical tone so yeah i really okay. wish they would make another one of those but they don't unfortunately. there was one video that you guys had it sounded like honest to god it sounded like a fire alarm going off like it was i don't know what video it was i can't remember now but it was you were it was in a hallway and you guys were in another main room and you were like thank you thank you you know because this person was touching a REM pod or something was touching it and it sounded the alarm was really different like I hadn't really heard of that sort of REM pod before but yeah yeah some yeah. of them have different a little bit different alarms so we can kind of differentiate yeah which is kind of nice you know because you get sometimes different manufacturers or different people that have stuff um, so that it kind of helps you a little bit too. So you're like, yeah, oh, that's totally. the one down the hallway, you know, that kind of thing. But sometimes you just, well, mm -hmm. I don't know which one it is, but something went off. So it's like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so tell me about another haunted location that you guys, it's very memorable for you. What about um, the as asylum that you went to? Um, we've been to a few okay. <laughs> different asylums. Um, Randolph County Infirmary in Indiana was a, a fun one. I can, Teresa can elaborate on that one. That was a good one. Yeah, that, that was a good one. I mean, my highlight though has still been Waverly. <laughs> oh yeah, Waverly. That's a good one too. I mean, that's I feel, like everybody's yeah. bucket list asylum, but like that body shoot in Waverly was just like insane. You just don't experience yeah. stuff like that, you know, a lot. So that was pretty great. Like the, it was the, you know, you'd hear footsteps coming up the stairs and then you'd go down towards it and get down towards the bottom. And then they would be at the top of the stairs. And so, you know, we tried to sandwich the good, like somebody from the top and the bottom and try and catch it in the middle. But then it was that, like, you just couldn't catch it no matter what you did. And they were, you know, they were knocking back and you could hear audible voices and it was good just green. Awesome. It was so cool in there. Now you guys yeah. have been touched before. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. some of your yeah. team members have gotten touched and scratched and stuff like that. So um, what do you do in those circumstances? I mean, do you just like, I'm out of here? Or do well, you say like, well, that, that we're gonna deal with it, but this is how we're gonna handle it. I don't get as touched much once in a while. <clears throat> like I'll get like a little tug or something, but um, Teresa, we like to call her our paranormal punching bag. So I'll just let oh, her elaborate no. on all her experiences yeah. there. <laughs> I, you know, I have been told by multiple people that I have a beacon of light shining above me. So I'm just like, they're attracted to me. And I'm not sure. psychic or anything. I just kind of, you know, I just feels like open, I guess, to them. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I've been scratched, you know, quite a few times, actually. Um, usually I just lay, I just set a boundary. Yep. <laughs> with my body. And, um, you know, I don't think they're all, there's trying to hurt me. I just, sometimes I think they want to, you know, get your attention. Um, so sure. usually I just set a boundary and say, Hey, like, you know, here's what I have that you can use, but you're not allowed to do that again. You know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been scratched, you know, quite a few times, um, pushed, I've been pushed. I've had my knee kicked in from like the back. <laughs> Oh yeah. Were you like oh, buckle? Yeah. Were you buckle? Yeah. That's <laughs> happened. Um, I fat, my legs have been hugged. Like I've, yeah, I, I get touched quite a bit. Huh? For some odd reason. I don't know what it is. That's really weird. I, I was on an investigation once too, where we, we were felt like there was a very evil presence there 
and we had maybe like about 10 people with us and we were all in a circle doing a spirit box session and the young man he was maybe in his 20s had all of a sudden buckled over and was like ouch like that like like had some severe pain all of a sudden just hit him like that and sure enough we had see the scratch you could actually see the finger marks going yeah. down his back and you could see that they were fresh and they were raised it wasn't bleeding or anything but it was it was quite intense like I had never seen anything like that before and yeah that, you, that freaked me out you hear on tv a lot you'll hear like it feels hotter like that burn or whatever and mm -hmm. it, it does it does that's what it feels like you know you feel yeah. that that hot that kind of hot sensation and the burning and then you just kind of oh there's a scratch but yeah I hear it on tv yeah. all the time that's how they describe yeah. it yeah totally okay well Brandon what did you have questions for the ladies tonight what kind of question did you after kind of investigating their group what did you have for the ladies tonight well they did have an appearance on uh my ghost story uh with the oh, shadow cool. thing at a pub Monique I talk about that at all yeah, that was that was pretty cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, there's a local bar um, in downtown Stillwater. It's it's not Pub Monique anymore. It's changed hands many times since then. Um, but just a lot of history there. So it was uh, back in the day, the St Stillwater, pretty much most of Stillwater is haunted. Um, it's an old lumberjack town. Um, so there's just a lot of death that has occurred in that area as well. Um, but but this, this particular one, there's actually a prostitute who was thrown out the window and she fell to her death. Um, so there was that known death. And then some of the old owners, I think, were really attached to the place. But they had a lot of history as far as, um, you know, just bar activity, like the dartboards turning on, you know, um, you know, beer bottles, booze, just getting thrown on the floor. People had seen, you know, lady upstairs. So just a lot of activity. So we came in one night. Um, after close to do an investigation, um, we actually audibly heard a voice up in the rafters. We heard a woman um, say something. I don't know what she said, but you audibly heard a woman say something. Um, just kind of a lot of weird activity. But um, the the main thing that was weird is we were upstairs and it was it was a hot hot summer day, super hot and real humid. And I mean they had the air on, you know, but it wasn't like because it was so hot and humid, it doesn't really keep up with it. But we were up there thinking about, hey, let's let's run a spirit box session. Um, and then just before um, I said that, it got ice cold, like so cold. Like I was like rubbing my arms like, oh, my gosh, this is I'm freezing. And then uh, we both looked up and looked and we were up on the second floor. So like this isn't like anybody walking from downstairs. Um, we both looked up and we saw like this shadow go across the windows and it is real fast, almost like strobe like motion in a way, but it was a black solid, but you could tell it was like, I guess if you could almost say like the grim reaper shape kind of thing, just super fast. Just, and I was just looked at Chris, I go, did you just see that? And she's like, I did just see that. And then we actually um, ended up catching that on film. So that was pretty cool to, to verify that not only did we see it, did we not, we also captured it on film. So that was, that was just really cool. And then, you know, getting flown out to LA and stuff and doing the whole story. That was just kind of, it was super fun. It's kind of fun. Cool. That's a T that I, I've never watched that show before, but it's, it, what is it called again? It's my ghost story. They don't have it anymore. Um, I oh, wish they would bring funny. it back, but it, I liked it better because it was actually, you know, people like, you know, myself and other people who've had experiences with evidence they captured 
and you get to show it, talk about it, and kind of kind of go over. So it's kind of a little fun stories, like real facts, and the stories are real short, like fifteen minutes or so. So it's, it's one just, of the bigger shows, though, Jill. Like yeah, um, back in the day, back in the day, yeah, yeah. You can still find it though. Yeah, it's called My Ghost Story Caught on Camera. And um, okay, but yeah, I mean, you can still find the episodes. You know, if you just look them up you can um you can still how did they them. how did they find you did you contact the show then jill or did they find you somehow yeah, yeah i submitted i submitted yeah. to it and uh like two days later they got back to me you know because i told them what i found and then they yeah. wanted to see what i had and then they wanted then you had to do like a little test thing so then you had to like film yourself interviewing yourself and then yeah she's, you submit all that and if you if they like it then they'll they'll take you and they'll fly you out there so oh my gosh how yeah. exciting it was it was super fun yeah just it, I mean it was a good experience you know to do yeah know, just to say you know and I got my 15 minutes of fame I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> what year was that that was when we first started actually in 2010 so okay. Pumonique at that time had been one of the very first businesses that we had, had conducted an investigation at Okay. So if somebody wanted to look that up, it would be right around 2010. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. And, yeah. But and, it's on our website as to what actual okay. episode. I should remember this because people ask me all the time, but if there is an episode number, so it would be easier to search and find. So, oh, okay. And it, it's okay. interesting. It's kind of a hunt and peck, but it can be found. I have, I have found it. And unfortunately I can't like release it on my own because I had to sign a waiver. I can't do sure. it. So yeah. Yep. That's cool. Did you have something else, Brandon, on your list that you wanted for topics to come up to yeah, talk about? Um, I figured we we should talk about the Boyd House since that's one you purchased um, yeah. of that location. <laughs> <laughs> that's always a good thing to talk about. Yeah. Well, with that, you know, with all our um, <clears throat> traveling around, you kind of came up with that, you know, wouldn't that be kind of fun to have your own place, you know, your own place you can go anytime that you want and, mm -hmm. and do your own research and then getting to know the spirits I feel like they would you know um, connect with you a little bit more and um, so financially in 2018 I was able to purchase uh, such said location so I, I started out with uh, just a general my my uh, realtor knew I was looking for a haunted location she knew what I did and you know because nobody haunt, you know advertised hey my house is haunted you want to buy it so <laughs> Um, yep. which I, I wish we had a, you know, website like that. I'm sure there's a few things out there, but anyway, um, so I just kind of did my own criteria. So I would look, and if I kind of got a gut feel like, oh my God, this house looks amazing. You know, this looks like what I want. Then I would go and investigate it. So I went on several different um, ones, but then when I came across the Boyd house, I was just really, really drawn to it. Like, I just loved it. Like, I, I like, it's like when you find something, you're like, this is the one, this is the one, yep. you know, and that's how it was for me, even before I had gotten there. Um, and so then one, uh, myself and Donna went and took a look at it. Uh, she's a, another one of our teammates and we were waiting for the realtor. And I was like, gosh, do you kind of like, feel like somebody's staring at you through the attic window? And she's like, yep. Didn't want to say anything, but yep. <laughs> so, um, we went in there, we did a little mini investigation. Um, I put up a REM pod and in about eight minutes, um, that went off in what's now known as the library. Um, and then we did get a couple spirit box responses. One was a woman that said, who are you? You know, mm -hmm. so she's probably like wondering, you know, what, what's going on? Cause uh, nobody talks to us, <laughs> you know? So it's like, uh, so it was all like new to them. Um, so then I was like, well, I didn't get a ton of stuff but I kind of have a good feel. 
So let me check with the medium that I trust a lot. And she's like, oh my gosh, yeah, there's, there's six spirits there, a couple children. Um, well, what was interesting, she said, uh, so I didn't tell her I was buying it yet. I was just inquiring. And she goes, so the first night you stay there, you're going to meet the guy who comes in from the backyard because he likes to garden and he's going to come in. You're going to meet him. And I was like, and that happened on my first night. So okay. it was weird that she said that. And I hadn't even, per- even made an offer on the house yet. And then to even top that off even more, as we got to know people in the neighborhood and stuff, there's a, a girl in town who sees spirits. And she told me she didn't know anything that me, me talking to the psychic. She says, yeah, I see a guy out in the garden there and he walks in your back door all the time. So it's like, she sees him. Yeah, so it's like it was kind of good validation. Um, but then I also checked with the previous owners who were really reluctant to talk about it. Um, but they did have some stuff that they when they lived there, but I think they kind of came to terms as raising their family there. It's like you don't talk to us, we don't talk to you, let's just have our boundaries. Um, but the mom said she would hear like old time music playing sometime. Um, the kids, as now that I know them as adults, have come forward and talked to me, like, oh gosh, yeah, I'd see a man in a, you know sitting in a chair all the time and my friends would stay over and their feet would get touched and like they just started kind of coming forward and and now that they've seen some of the evidence I think they feel more comfortable coming Mm -hmm. forward to talk about some of their experiences and because I do know one of them said oh my gosh I grew up in all the people in my neighborhood that I was crazy for all these things I was seeing (laughs) and so I think that's why it became a hush hush thing nobody wanted yeah to well it's probably scared the bajinis out of them at first right we just right. didn't want to you know think that people that were didn't want them to think they were crazy or something oh it's exactly. not like you talk to your neighbors and so by the way i got touched last night by some ghostly gardener <laughs> exactly. <That's all> right? <laughs> yes <laughs> they'll be like um see you later i don't think i need to have coffee with you anymore right 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 so- yeah. So then anyway, so that's how that kind of all got started. And so that it's just been a crazy uh, roller coaster of getting evidence and different experiences since then. So is that where you live full time or is this just uh, nope. a house? Nope, I don't live there. Um, so we when we get down there, we do a little bit of paranormal research, but we allow other paranormal investigative teams to come in and do investigations as well. Oh, that's um, so fun. It's, it's kind of nice, too, because you can collaborate, too, and see what kind of evidence they get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you learn from other people's techniques, um, you know, I can kind of go off. And then um, also like a lot of times when like, especially if they do like a Facebook live feed or something, then when I come back the next week, I'm like, hey, I saw so-and-so did this and you touched the light. That was super awesome. You know, so I kind of get a little bit more of a connection, you know, that way too. So it's, yeah. It's so fun. have you gotten, you, have you gotten to know who your um, residents are there? Yeah, we figured out for sure. We know that um, Fred Eckert is one that's definitely there. He was one of the owners of the house in 1912 okay. is when his family moved in. Um, his, him and his wife both died in the house, but they were uh, and her and Minnie, her, his wife was Minnie. Her funeral was actually held in the living room for three days. Um, so she was there. Two of their children actually passed away in the house as well. One actually um, choked to death. Oh, geez. When he was, I think, between three and five, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on. Just let me take care of this dog. Brandon, keep going. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> keep going. Um, so anyway, so Fred was a very well-respected businessman in town. So he owned his own store. They sold like fancy things. You know, they're more of a higher end type store. 
Um, and then he was part of uh, the town. So he was like, uh, what did, what did we, what'd you find out the other day, constable? Is that what you said? He was a justice of the peace. A justice of the peace. That's right. And then he also, um, I know he was on like the fire department. He helped build the church in town with his family. He signed uh, so the declaration of the opening of the, um, the church as well. Because yeah. that, that was a thing back then, apparently, that they yeah. always had a declaration of the church, like the original members and stuff. So mm -hmm. I know he signed that, too. Yeah, so he's so Fred's been really, really uh, well known in the house. Um, we, we've had a lot of mediums and psychics having some interaction with him. We've gotten his name many, many times. Um, so we think his wife's there. She never will say her name, but I always have somebody who sound, kind of sounds kind of crabby. <laughs> all the time kind, kind of she's always got that kind of smoky voice you know like I yeah. don't know if she smoked cigarettes but she's always got something crabby or snarky to say like she's just she like, wanted ah. you to get me out of there remember that oh yeah yeah she didn't like Teresa she told her to get her I out had to I had to suck up to Minnie for so long and to <laughs> win her love because I was kind of flirting with her husband a little bit I didn't really think about it you know and then not, you know, not flirting, flirty. I was just making comments. And then she had, we got a, an EVP that said, get her out of here. <laughs> so then I felt terrible. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even, I, Minnie, you know, why did I not think about that? So then Jill told me she liked ferns. So I had to bring like a make the peace fern and apologize <laughs> and, and grovel a little bit. And then um, I told, you know, I had, we'd put a REM pod by it and I, I told, asked her, she just light it up if she forgives me. And she did. So, oh, yeah, she used that REM pod to interact with us for a good five minutes or so. Mm -hmm. you That's know, awesome. We were like, use that, touch it if the answer is yes. You know, that kind of thing. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, she was happy with the fern. And then she told us exactly where this brand new picture I bought, where she wanted it. So. It's now we're exactly where she told me to put it based on the answers on the REM pod. So <laughs> I like walked around going here, here. <laughs> oh, for Pete's sake. That's well, hilarious. Yeah. So, okay. So you've got two people that you know of for sure who are yeah, residents. We, yeah, we've actually had a total of, I believe, five deaths in the house. Everything we know is is been natural other than mm -hmm. the choking to death. Um, but I did have a psychic say you did have a few people who died of TB there, but you're not going to find that on the record. So okay. I don't know if maybe possibly that she would have been taking care of somebody who was ill and they passed away in the home, that kind of thing. So we got to start doing a little bit more research if we can. Like when we first went to the historical society, we didn't have a whole lot to go with. And then we kind of got the deed and everything. Um, so we got to start knowing who was actually on the deed. So we just haven't had a chance to get back with COVID and just schedules and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So get there to get so, things figured out. So, so the gardener guy, is that Fred then? It is Fred. Yeah. His, okay. uh, his great grandson still lives in town. So I met up with him and he told me many, many stories about his family, which was really cool. And um, so, yeah, I just learned so much about his family through the great grandson. That's awesome. Has he ever wanted to come investigate and like talk he's to grandpa? Not, no, he's not into the ghost stuff at all, but he has been over to the house because he, he'll bring pictures and, and we've had him over for stuff and he's actually the town historian. Um, oh, so cool. if we have any questions and stuff. Um, so he, he's a really fun man to talk to. Here's my That's pain in the butt. There he is. There he is. He's a pain tonight. What a cutie. <laughs> 
So what else you got, Brandon, for the girls? I seen uh, Ashmore Estates was another place you had uh, investigated. Yeah, that's a that's a fun one. Teresa had a, a lot more interaction that night. We were actually just talking about that one today on the way home from the Boyd House. But yeah, oh, you cool. can tell tell them some of the stories of that Teresa over at uh, Ashmore. That was the Ashmore was the um, when they touched all of the equipment, right? That was Ashmore. Yeah, when Donna's like, just one more time. Oh, yeah, we yeah, were, yeah, yeah. We were in the basement. Um, one of one of our other members of the group, Alex, and then Donna. Uh, we were in the basement and we had a um a few different pieces of equipment, you know, the K2 and the REM pod and the Mel meter. And there was a piano in the room as well. And uh we were trying to get them to communicate and they were not cooperating until I said, if you don't want us in here you can touch any single one of these pieces of equipment and we will leave. And I said, if you really don't want us in here, you can touch all of them. Every single piece of equipment in that room, like just lit up like instantly. And so I was like, okay, we got to go. And Donna goes, just one more question. She just like wanted, you know, she just wanted, yeah. she, cause it just, you know, that once they do something, you're like, oh it's no, like, now we've got your attention. Yeah. But no, I'm like, no, we promise we have to go, you know, you have to follow through or it's just, you know, it's disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you're in their space, so we had to walk, she wasn't happy about it, but, but then we sent Jill down and I'm like, I never said we weren't going to have someone else go down. I just said, I would leave. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's always a way around that somehow, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't get much when I went back down, but I've had a similar experience too. Like, you know, what are the odds of like all your equipment going off on the same time? It's pretty rare um, to have yeah. happened. And only one other time. Um, it, I don't know, maybe it's Donna. I have no idea, but anyway, I was with Donna and, um, <laughs> We were doing a local business downtown and it was, it was being kind of quiet. Um, but we heard that the spirit doesn't like women hanging around too much longer. Like he, it, if it starts getting late, he just wants everybody to go, just get out of here. We were just, it was like midnight or something. And I'm like, if you could just do one thing, just one thing for just one grand gesture, we'll get out of here. And every piece of equipment in every room went off at the same time. We had REM pods, K2s, everything was just going off bells and whistles. And I'm like, okay. Dang it, I don't want to go now. <laughs> yeah, I know, really? <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, just to have everything like that, it's just amazing when that happens. You almost feel like oh, yeah. the electricity in the air, too, when it does that. It's just, it's crazy. You kind of feel, you have some of that, don't you, Brandon, where you can kind of sort of feel energy and stuff like that? You're not a medium or a psychic. Yeah, I'm not a medium. There are, there are definitely locations where I can walk into, whether it's on an investigation or not, I go, okay, there's energy here. There's at least yeah. a residual energy or a living or at least a spirit there that you just kind of feel like that charge yeah. like in certain locations right but you yeah. you've had some really good ghost experiences too and with um apparitions appearing in front of you and so forth yeah you should you should tell the the girls about that one guy who was like your didn't he have like a polyester suit on and he was like in the office and well, well, this is one that was at, um, it's, it's this radio station. That's right. Uh, it has, well, it's about four or five different radio stations on this building in Grand Rapids. And, um, cause like one of the DJs called the sink, they're in a soundproof booth, you know, and like they were getting EVPs in the soundproof room, uh, like on when she's recording stuff or whatever. And like her soundboard kept getting turned off and she's like, the soundboard's way over here. Cause like the, the, 
producer. I was like, stop turning your soundboard off. She's like, I'm not, it's way over there. I'm not touching that switch. I'm not anywhere near it. And so we go in there to investigate and we're inside of their, their radio station. There's like a little window in the door and you can see down the hallway. So I was like, I see this guy come walking down. He was kind of like wearing like a, like almost kind of like a basketball warm up kind of looking jacket. It's like black with like red stripes and he comes walking down and then turns into this one room uh, right before like getting to the radio station. It was like really quick or whatever. I described what he looked like. And the DJ is like, Oh, we know who that is. It's like, like he used to work here, he like passed away like not too long ago. And like in the room you seen him turn into was actually used to be his office. Mm-hmm. So, and when Dan and Wayne were the other team members were what they were on the radio station, his wife actually called in and he's like, she was like, I know who you're talking about. That was my husband. So oh my that, that was that was a pretty amazing experience. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And you guys, like you and Wayne too, you've been to different places like where you've gotten touched and um, where, wasn't it uh, Al again? Yeah. Was that the jail? Yeah, that was the one that was the most uncomfortable one because like I walked into the cell, obviously I felt being grabbed inappropriately. And then, so I kind of got out of there and I just had like the sensation of a heart attack because I was kind of like leaving that area. And when I went back there later, because like the lights were off, so I couldn't see, and I had like lovers laying over top of that particular cell. So oh, that was lovely. Very interesting <laughs> experience. <laughs> I don't think you've ever said that they've had lovers laying over That's top. That's what I had. At the time, I didn't know that. I couldn't see it because we were in the dark. When I went there, oh, there was later, that like a neon lights, sign or something? I'm like, I'm like, no wonder why I had that feeling going in there. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not good. No. Do you guys have like a piece of equipment that you feel like this is your go-to? Like we, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, for me, I like the spirit box and pretty much yeah. any, any version of the spirit box. You know, we have the portal, the S box, SB 11, uh, some hack shacks. We have everything. <laughs> so it's like, cause I just love the science behind it. You know, yeah. absolutely love the science. I mean, I've gotten like full sentences. I've gotten swear words. I only oh, run yeah. mine. I only I've run been, mine. On I've been AM, called the B so word we, and you name yeah, it. Yeah. 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 And full sentences and stuff. So that's so, you know, like some of my favorite ones um with like the spirit box. So we were running it actually at the Boyd House. And um, like I said, their last name is Eckert. And I have their wedding photo hanging up in the bedroom. And I pointed to the picture and I said, Is anybody here? Uh, any one of these people in the photo and just right through the spirit box I said do you mean the Eckerts so it's like exactly knowing like so what are the odds of that and that's not something that would be running on the radio waves you know what I mean exactly exactly yeah like yeah that's not that's not something that you would just come over like on a radio station somewhere Exactly. My, and then one of my other favorite ones that I've gotten, um, we were actually doing a house in downtown Stillwater. Uh, we went there, the, the man had us over because his entire family was having experiences and he didn't, and he didn't believe a darn thing in ghosts at all. He was a very, very, I don't know how many letters, PhDs, doctorates, everything after this man's name, but he had a ton of them. Very Mm -hmm. intelligent man. I explained the science behind the spirit box. And he had an old house that belonged to a historic riverboat captain in town named Captain Jenks. 
and I was running spirit box and I says, whose house is this? Plain as day, it said Captain Jenks. And I made him a believer that day. Oh, that was, I bet. That was so cool. To that get. was a cool house. Yeah, that was a really cool was, house. Plus I he mean, played the part really well. He dressed cool. So it's like, yes. he dressed all in like old Victorian clothing and answered the door with a glass of wine and everything. He's like, welcome to my home. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So you yeah. not believe in spirits if you dress like that. Yeah, I don't know. I know he was a super cool man. I he was he's moved away now, but yeah, that was just an awesome, awesome day. I'm kind of lame. Cool. I just like my K2 meter like a lot. Like it's all <laughs> I always have a K2 meter in my hand. I mean, I swear that thing's glued to it. I just I am <laughs> so I want immediate I, I like anything that gives me like immediate satisfaction. Like okay. I want to hear what they say now. I want to know what they're doing now. <laughs> I don't want to go home and find out later. Cause then how am I going to respond to it later? You know, but right. even though I love getting the evidence later, but I just, yeah, I like anything that will give me satisfaction. Now. I think my favorite moment, I think still is at Boyd house, Donna and I were in the attic <clears throat> and uh, we had the spirit box running. I think it was SB seven and it was so loud. It was above the sound of the white noise. And um, we heard a lady go, yoo-hoo, like it was so loud. It felt like it was like right in your ear, you know, and it's just such a, like, it's, you know, it's simple word, but like, it just, you, you could hear the tone, you know, yeah. like it was like right yeah. there. So it was, yeah, it was just, that was cool at Boyd house. Like, did you know, you know why she was yoo-hooing you? Um, well, I, no, I don't. We were just oh. trying to. <laughs> We were just, you know, we was talking to him like normal, trying to get him to do something, say something, you know, and um, I, I think I was saying, is anybody here? And then mm-hmm. nobody was really responding to me. And it's funny because it didn't even come through on the spirit box, which I thought was bizarre. <laughs> it was like, just, you know, an audible voice. Because usually when you do a yoo-hoo, it's like, I'm here. Yeah, you know? so she was and probably trying. Yeah, she was probably trying to say, hey, I'm here, but we didn't, you yeah. know, we weren't paying attention so it's you know That's that got funny. our attention <laughs> yeah sure. how do you guys handle um not taking a spirit home with you from a haunted location how do you guys handle that well I, I usually try, I usually just try to say a little prayer to myself but okay um, yeah Teresa's had some stuff happen more so with her and Alex has had a, something follow him home too one time oh really yeah, yeah. I, a couple times I have, I mean, I really like to go around and make sure like, I'm a huge boundaries person with spirits. Yeah. I think that's the best thing you can do is lay out boundaries, but I'll say, look, this is where you stay. I'm going back to my house. That's not your, your space. It's not your place. Like, you know, so I just, yeah, yeah. we were, nope, don't do that. What, where that was, was kind that of too? a spooky thing there. I know. And sorry. Lights are flashing. Sorry. <laughs> my kid, my kid just came. Sorry. I, I am not in a haunted house whatsoever. I, the only thing haunted around here is my eight-year-old. So yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. <laughs> yeah. So we've, we, um, Brandon and I know quite a few other investigators that are highly into crystals and mm-hmm. use a lot of pr- protection when they go out and about ghost hunting, they use protection crystals. Now, do you guys dabble in that and all? With I do crystals carry obsidian or... with me quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I've been drained by spirits before. Um, so I do carry that with me. It actually yeah. is quite helpful. And I, you okay. know, I use that to kind of keep the bad things away too. 
So that's a popular one. We know quite a few people who specifically carry that crystal around with them. Yeah. Jill, do you believe anything with crystals and protection? What do you use? Uh, not too much. I would, when I first started, I was pretty good about, it. I had like this, um, you know, like I, I an amulet almost uh -huh. um, to help uh, protect you and then, and just only attract good spirits. Um, so I used to keep that in my pocket and then I kind of got away from that. Um, I don't know. I think I just kind of use a lot of my inner faith at this point yeah. to kind of keep me mm -hmm. to keep from what I feel is safe. Um, you know, I, I had one experience that was just odd one time where we were actually at a schoolhouse, uh, and there was supposed to be like some negativity with this. And uh, I kind of felt like several times, like if I went off by myself, I kind of felt like somebody was following me or getting, getting right on, you know, on my back almost. And then I didn't realize this, but apparently later when I got home on the film footage, like people were calling me a bee and I was just really rude. And then I was watching the film, I was yelling at people. I was screaming and yelling at people for absolutely no reason. And that is not me. <laughs> and I had no recollection no. that any of this happened. So I had to call everybody and apologize. And I'm like, you guys, you know, it's not me. So you have to take me out of the situation when this happens. We had a long discussion about that. Um, wow. But that, that was like the only time that anything I would say odd has happened. Um, so you so were literally possessed at well, that like, time. I wouldn't say like so possessed, but like something kind of influenced had a hold over by me. their emotion for sure. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, because I even had like one of the guys came up. We were on the floor, and I was getting some K two interaction. And this is a floor that has no power, so you shouldn't be getting any K two. And he just happened to walk by, and I started screaming at him like, "Why are you up here? You're interrupting everything I'm doing. I can't believe you're here." And I was just like, and he's just like, "Okay." You know, and then he like, you know, so, I mean, this is like, this is, Teresa knows me. This is not how I am. Mm. I do not yell at people. So, you mm -hmm. know, I get frustrated sometimes, but I don't sit and scream at people. No. Uh, so it was just kind of a weird, um, you know, especially not really having a recollection. And then when you see it back on film, you're like, whoa, what happened? What transpired here? You know, so that was kind of, kind of oddball. That is really weird. But where are we at in time here, Brandon? Are we getting close to wrapping up? Uh, probably got maybe about 15 minutes or so. Okay. So we'd probably be good. Okay. So, I talk about um, 10 minutes and then just do kind of like closing um, stuff. Okay. So anything else you guys think that would benefit from our viewers getting to know you guys or other experiences that you'd like to talk about tonight for our viewers? I always, uh, what about uh, whispers? I always like what that was my, um, that's my highlight trip, like in my entire career of investigating. You know what? You never wanted to go back. If you hated it. Oh, no. <laughs> I do. I do not. I will never go back to whispers. That was, it was, but it was still something that's like probably the most epic thing that's ever happened to me. And, um, you know, terrified me, but I, we were, that was Whispers Estate in Indiana. Okay. And, uh, what is Whispers Estate? What is that? I don't know what that is. It's, uh, Jill, you know more of the history on the Whispers Estate. Yeah. It's a, it's an old, um, old, basically Victorian house, but back in the day, there was a doctor there that so his doctor office was there. That's how they did it back in the day. 
Um, and so he did apparently a lot of unethical things with his patients, especially female patients. Oh, great. Um, they buried a lot of body parts in the backyard. Um, his daughter caught on fire and he mercy killed her with morphine. Uh, they had a child fall down. They had um, a guy who on the day of his retirement dropped out of a heart attack in front of a closet. Um, so there's a lot of negative energy now with that closet. Uh, so they just had a lot of several deaths, a lot of negativity. At People that were house. there. Like they, I mean, they had like an actual photo album of people's injuries. What? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like scratches. Some guy had his beer, ear, beer, <laughs> ear, <laughs> like bit. And there, I mean, it was a huge chunk, like gash on his ear. So it was just like, and we kept feeling like there were spider webs all, you know, that feeling when you just can't. Yeah. 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 It was like nonstop. It was yeah. yeah I've night. never, never felt anything like that. Like, I mean, yeah, you'll get that every now and then, like, oh, I feel cowboy, but it was like constant everybody all night, all night, all night. One of the guys even went outside halfway through, never came back in the rest of the night. He's like, I can't handle it anymore. I can't deal with oh, it. Oh my gosh. You know, and I, and we even, I even saw like wet footsteps coming up from the basement that led to outside. I'm like, where did those come from? So it was just kind of like a crazy, crazy night. And then Teresa, I yeah, saw I had a that. shadow figure that night too. Remember? She oh, that's right. It. She kept, she wanted to, shadow. she wanted to protect me. Yeah. <laughs> so she watched over me while I slept because of that incident there. From yeah. the, the closet was a bad place. I mean, the ladies there, the care that were kind of caretaking the place, they did not, they would not go upstairs if that closet door was open. So hmm. they just, it was a bad place. So naturally, you know, Teresa, I, I want to go in there. <laughs> let's see what <laughs> yeah. happens. Where? You know? I, let me add it. The closet, let's do it. But people, had <laughs> yeah. been, the door had been slammed and people have been locked in there. So there was like a folding chair and I was leaned back in the folding chair with my foot out holding the door just so that it wouldn't, you know, slam and I'd be stuck. And Jill, you had had a kind of a voice that, or a thought came in your head, right? Yeah, we were, we were in there um, getting ready to, now you have to think, most people think little tiny closets. No, it's like a big walk-in closet goes way back. They had a table in there. I mean, there's a lot of room in this closet. Yeah. So we're, we're, I'm in there and I, and I don't like closets anyway. So I just kind of chucked it off to, I'm just being weird. Um, but we heard like, I heard a voice in my head that was like real Thor to this and shut this door. So I decided I'm just going to go out of the closet. I left poor Teresa because I thought it was just me being my weird, don't like to be in a closet behavior. And, um, then the spirit box, um, I forgot what it said about shutting the door. The spirit box said something and we didn't do that either. It did say shut that door though. Oh, that's what the spirit box said. That's what yeah. it told me. It said, get out of this closet. That's what it told mm -hmm. me in my head. Get out of the closet. And the spirit box said, shut the door, which we didn't do that either. And so then that's what happened to you. <laughs> yeah. So there. I'm sitting on this chair and um, it was one swift motion. I, that chair lifted and launched me straight forward about five, six feet. Um, like literally tossed me like a rag doll across this floor and um it, it was terrifying like I and the, I had been scratched earlier as well actually on the tour right after we got there I had been scratched so yeah I mean that thing threw me and it was like instant tears Woo! <laughs> you know because oh no it was it was terrifying and so um yeah I it just was I, I felt bad there like it just didn't feel good so you know well, obviously something didn't want you there 
No, I don't, I don't think it liked me very much. Yeah. <laughs> it had it out for me from the time I walked in the door. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it liked us much either. I don't, I think it's the ladies that were caretaking were pretty in tune with the house. And um, after oh, that they was were... this, remember we had the spear box running. Yeah. And they came and then, running upstairs and we met. Well, they heard the thud because you <laughs> fell. You got That's thrown. how I fell. Yeah. yeah. And then they came and they said that the house woke them up and told them that uh, they were angry that we were being too noisy. <laughs> so. They said the house doesn't like that is what yeah. they said. They don't like the noise of the spirit box. The house doesn't like that. Yeah. Which kind well, of weird. Oh That's a weird statement. It's like you're not, you're speaking for the house, which I thought was a little <laughs> odd, but you know, I mean, that sounds like something out of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a crazy yeah. house. So we highly yeah. recommend. Now I did go back like four <clears throat> years later because Stephanie, who, who went with us before, just absolutely wanted to go back. We really wanted Teresa to go. She did. She, she wouldn't go, but um, nope. it wasn't as crazy. Back. Yeah, it wasn't as crazy. We got a lot of REM pod hits, but that electric feel was not there that night. Um, you know, and that, and you know, with, if people don't, you know, think you go to places and it's always hopping and everything else, you can go to the same place every single time and get a different experience. And sometimes you might not even totally. get anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a, it was a totally different experience. Um, you know, it was a better experience. It didn't feel as evil and heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I blame it on Teresa from the first go wrong. So. <laughs> Fine, you can blame it on me. <laughs> well, you're never going back anyway, so it doesn't matter, right? Oh, no. I will never no. go back to that house. No way. <laughs> That's something. Okay, so Brandon, let's um, probably wrap up here pretty quick. Yeah, I was going to say, though, with like the speaking for the house, it almost reminds me of, like the Hinsdale house in New York. This old Ed and Lorraine Warren case. But they actually tried yeah. to do an exorcism because they felt like the house itself had become alive. Like it had got its own spirit. Just kind of what that reminded me of. Yeah. By doing an exorcism actually on the house and it failed. So, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, just to wrap up, I don't know if you have any investigations or upcoming events or if you want to share like uh, where people can find information about your, your group or whatever. Uh, yeah, right now we're just uh, working on planning our 2022 travel um, mm-hmm. uh, trips uh, so we're getting kind of going there um, but if anyone wants to get a hold of us it's sacroyparanormal.com uh, if you're interested in renting out the Boyd house for the night you can um, find us on Facebook or our website is, is with Sacroy Paranormal as well and then um, you can also just hit us up on email at boydhouse217 at yahoo.com for any uh, additional information or requests to, to spend the night there that's awesome yeah so like for our upcoming um guest uh we still got figure out the exact order but by having right uh upcoming uh tommy from tommy amongst the tombstones uh youtube channel so a paranormal investigator and drews ellsworth mcray of living histories mysteries um youtube channel well thanks you guys we really appreciate your time tonight and you shared some really good stories with us and our listeners are just going to love every minute of it well, yeah, thank, thank you, you for having us on. Having it was fun. Yeah, thank you, you so have much. Have a good evening. Family-owned Warmo Pizza underwrites this episode. Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast. Located at 901 Gazan Parkway, Southwest Wyoming, and available at 616-531-8300. 
The opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media.